You know, sometimes you got to learn to love what's good for you. You know what I mean? Hello and welcome to Charlie Swan's Toxic Turn-Ons, and thank you so much for tuning in. You'd think that dating a comedian would be a treat, someone professionally qualified to make people feel good. So why can I throw a dime and hit a girl who has been personally victimized by a comedian? Today I sit down with a comedian friend of mine who has been through the gamut to chat dating NYC comedians and the fantasy she has developed around one through it. Jason Siegel. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited. I am really excited. To talk about this. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about Jason Siegel in... in. The, the Muppets. Muppets movie. The Muppets movie. Movie. Right. The name of the movie is The Muppets. This actually, <laughs> 2011. This actually got, I, I told a couple people, I was like, I think I'm recording an episode about The Muppets movie. And uh-huh. they were like, which one? And right. I was like. Because there's a lot. I was like, there's more than one. And they oh were like. Oh my God. There's so many. <laughs> they were like. Yeah, and most of them just have Muppets in them, so yeah. what are you talking about? And the humans make, like, cameos, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. as a bit. My favorite Muppets movie is actually Muppets from Outer Space, but that's not for this obsession. You really like the Muppets world. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, like, didn't really realize that the Muppets world is so, like, large, because when you go yeah. to Disney World, there's actually a whole section mm-hmm. for the Muppets. I, and they weren't always part of Disney. Like, that was a later yeah. acquisition. Um, I love the Muppets since I was little. Aww. And I think they're so funny. I love Sesame Street. I love all Jim Henson enterprises. Oh, you do love Sesame Street. I love Sesame Street. I think it's um, maybe the best comedy show on television. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah. It's like sketch comedy at its like purest, simplest form. Like, it's so... I love it. That's cute because I feel like so much of sketch comedy and comedy is Mm -hmm. like so blue these days that's mm-hmm. what they call like when it's pretty raunchy that's mm-hmm. like blue right yeah it's like uh, when you think of sketch you think about like kind of adult right stuff but, but Sesame- the muppets are hilarious yeah and they're so and Sesame Street. child friendly yeah but they always what i think why you don't really age out of the muppets mm-hmm. is because going back and watching it there's so many like grown-up references and jokes mm. put in there that it's like it's still hilarious it's funny it's vaudevillian yes that's cute i rewatched the muppets 2011 uh-huh. um <laughs> before this to kind of refresh and i was like wow this is so funny and it <laughs> still did it for you yes jason siegel oh my god jason siegel he's very cute he's i'm excited to talk about him because like i've watched him in a lot of his mm-hmm. like i was a how i met your mother girl when mm-hmm. it first came out and like he's always played similar characters and a couple times on the podcast, we've talked about like, like the essence of a of an actor mm-hmm. that be, then becomes its own character that mm-hmm. like women are really attracted to and like really, exactly. yeah, form these sort of desires around. Like we talked about Robert Pattinson uh-huh. and how like a big part of him playing Edward Cullen was not that he was such an amazing actor because he wasn't. Right. It was that like he has this like very sort of like mysterious but it's, gentle. Yeah, his vibe. Mm-hmm. His it's his vibe. vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's interesting to hear it with like a comedian. <laughs> and I think what it is. So like, as I told you earlier, but like I wasn't the biggest How I Met Your Mother fan, but mm-hmm. I am a big Jason Segel fan. Right. Like, I love Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. I love, just like, I love Freaks and Geeks. Like, that was, like, maybe my first oh, introduction yeah. to him. But, yeah, he's just so attractive to me, but specifically playing 
this like character in a children's movie that he wrote and like did all the crowdfunding for like to me that is the hottest thing i can actually think of you love that he like is also he, you love that he like made this thing he, this was his passion project like he spent years trying to make this movie and he did and i just like i love that that's so hot that's so cute. and we have common interest the muppets yeah. <laughs> so. well you're also a comedian i am yes and okay so that's funny to me that mm-hmm. you like it's very attractive to to you, not only his essence and the character he's playing in this movie, but that, like, the Muppets and, like, this type of comedy mm-hmm. and this project, were, like, this wholesome thing, yeah. like, was his passion project. Yeah, it's like, if you saw, like, John Cena holding a kitten, it's like, <laughs> that one thing is so big and this thing is so small, and looking at it together just makes me horny. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dichotomy. <laughs> the dichotomy. Do you find, I mean, you you work in comedy, you are mm-hmm. a comedian, like, do you find comedians attractive? This is a hot Right, topic. right. So this is, um, you know, I have a journey. I've gone, <laughs> I've gone through a journey. So I used to think I wanted to date a comedian, and now I know I should never date <laughs> a comedian. Um, but I am ultimately just attracted to funny people. people. If someone is funny, they unfortunately get a lot of passes in my book, which has mm. caused me a lot of trouble. But um, yeah, just like, I think, I don't know, there's like a confidence that someone has to mm. have to like be truly funny. And I see so much of that in Jason Siegel. Yeah. Like it's just this like, this big goofy guy who cares about something a lot and mm. works really hard on it. Like that is so attractive to me. And I think like, that's unfortunately translated in life. I have that idea of a person so clearly of like a funny, gentle, goofy person that sometimes I think someone is a little bit funny <laughs> and then I kind of give them credit as if they're all those other things too. Right, right, right. And they usually aren't. aren't. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, cause I also love when I have these conversations mm-hmm. and like it's so little to do with how this actor, because, you know, you're an actor, you're on camera, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be dashing, and he's handsome, but, like, I think if you met him in real life, you might not look at another time on the street. Like, right. you know, it's not just about how he looks, and that was the mm-hmm. same with the Robert Pattinson conversation. Like, it really wasn't at all to do with how he looks. It's, like, this sort of ethereal thing that, like, you're sensing and this, like, story around this person. But with, in your case, it does seem like the story around him is quite true. It's not just his essence. It's, like, the things he does and the passion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's really tall. <laughs> and you're really small. And I am so petite. <laughs> think you just want to be picked up a little. That's actually exactly what <laughs> Forget the Muppets. I just want to be lifted. <laughs> does he lift any of the Muppets? Amy Adams gets picked up in the air. Ooh. <laughs> I think she's a small girl. She is small. She's very yeah, short, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I have found myself dating a lot of people who initially seem... Like that. Like that. And then it's like, oh, you're not funny. You're just kind of mean. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. But it's like... Well, that's what I, I mean. Comedy is yeah. so blue and mean and, and harsh these days. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I've, like, come a long way in this, though. Like, I used... Like, even, like, five years ago, I think I, like, my self-image of myself was so different. And I've definitely become way more confident and just, like, sure of myself. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, like, 
seeing someone just like hate on things and be like a hater but I was like oh I guess that's funny you know Mm -hmm. and so then I would date people who weren't actually funny they were just mean and had negative opinions about everything right and then now I think I'm just like in a place where like you have to be funny and nice Mm. And yeah. he he's got like a bright bubbly yeah like wouldn't golden retriever like wouldn't hurt mm-hmm. a fly energy and that's really I think his role on How I Met Your Mother is like he is like the goofy like goofy. really like sort of loud uh-huh. like my one of my friends told me I have a friend who's like in her early thirties and we talk about dating and guys and everything and she's like Acosta you just need to date a yo babe guy and I was like what. <laughs> And she said, you need to date someone who walks into the room and she's like, yo, babe. <laughs> and she's so right. Like someone who's just like excited to do things yeah. and like likes things, mm-hmm. which unfortunately can be so rare with like men in New York in this like so true. sphere. And um, yeah, so it's like I still, this movie came out in 2011 at the peak of my Jason Siegel obsession. Yeah. I was like watching interviews and I had that idea of like, oh, I'll date this like really funny, goofy, quirky guy who maybe is a little bit misunderstood. and um, But I think it probably took me since then to kind of get to a place where I'm like, okay, um, you have to be all of those. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I can't just see the one thing. I yeah. have to wait till I see all of them. Yeah. That's growth. That, it That's is growth. <laughs> it is really interesting to me that like you spend a lot of time in the comedy sphere, mm-hmm. like on the circuit. It's interesting to me that something the the sole purpose is to make people feel good comedy you're just supposed to make people laugh and that seems like what you're drawn to in it like Mm -hmm. it's just about making people feel good it's about like this bright positive energy and so much of that industry and the people in it are slime miserable (laughs) slime because that's a new york city trope it's like oh you're dating a comedian yeah it's like you automatically assume that you know this girl who's dating a comedian guy like is dating a bad person it's like that's the trope it's a real Mm -hmm. thing in new york city so it's funny to me that like you as somebody who just like genuinely really loves comedy is Mm -hmm. like i just want somebody who sees this thing for what it is and not all the ego on top of it that i feel like all of these people are drawn to comedy for exactly and like i am i've been figuring out kind of like the standards that i set for myself versus what i set for other people Mm -hmm. and like and i I love comedy so much. I love watching comedians. And most of the comedians that I enjoy are women. And usually, like, their comedy is just, like, it's, it might be blue, but it is this very, like, personal and, like, um, empowering and it's less self-deprecating. And um, just those are the, that's the type of comedy that excites me. And, yeah, I think I no longer think it's funny to just, like, make of yourself all the I mean not taking yourself seriously is great but the point of every joke five years ago my jokes just used to be about how awkward and annoying and anxious I was and now I like to joke about how perfect and cute and charming and funny I am (laughs) and I just have such a better time with it and yeah it's like uh I don't know like I think of like this person I dated a while back And that was kind of, like, the only thing we had in common Uh is I thought he was really funny. Right. But he was so mean. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I just, like, didn't – I let it slide so much because I was like, oh, well, he's funny and that's so important to me. But, like, is he actually that funny or is he just, like – 
I don't know, really full of himself and yeah. has a lot of opinions about everything. And Jason Siegel's never mean in all no. of his characters. He's always oh. positive, always there to support. He like, might be a little dumb. Yeah, that's I, it. Yeah. And I like that. <laughs> no, I think there is this thing. I really, <laughs> I try, I am trying mm-hmm. to all the men out there. I am trying to like give them the benefit of the doubt or see the bigger picture Mm -hmm. in why um, so many women I know um, are fucking at their wit's end with men, especially in dating and in New York City, because I do think it's higher than it used to be. (laughs) Like, I do think that women are more (laughs) more at their wit's end than we ever have been. Uh And, like, I... Another preface, like, I'm sure that, like, our frustration with them is indicative of, like, a pain and a catharsis mm-hmm. they're going through with yeah. manhood. So, you know what? I'll put that out there. But at the end of the day... However. Yeah. <laughs> from women's perspective, and mm-hmm. that's a lot of what this podcast is, is women's perspective and what they're attracted to, what they mm-hmm. fantasize about and what they want. Like, com- I hate comedians, yeah. boys, comedian men. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like it when men are funny. I don't like it. Mm. I actually hate it. Funny, even if, like... They're, like, an accountant and they're funny. You don't like it? I hate it. I hate all of it. I don't want you to be funny. I would love <laughs> a funny accountant. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Right? Because it's, there's it's no so ego. Ran- yeah, it's so random. Yeah, he's not there. Like, he's not pursuing this because he's the center of attention and, you know. Yes. Well, so here's my thing with why mm-hmm. I don't like funny men. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like men in the first place. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, but no, I'm I, <laughs> I spend most of my time with women. Uh-huh. I'm I'm a gal's gal, and like uh, my dad raised two daughter, he, mm-hmm. daughters, and he was always very much like, okay, like I'm a daughter dad now. Like yeah. you know, we go shopping, I take you to get your hair done. Like oh. you know, he was always very like cool with girliness. Like it was never like, oh, I wish I had someone to toss a football around with. Like right. So I just. One, I'm not very accustomed to masculinity. So, like, uh-huh. when men want to talk to me about masculine things, I'm like, just stop right there. I don't yeah, have any. I'm going to tap out. Yeah, there's nothing in me that understands that. Mm-hmm. Like, or uh, wants to. Or wants <laughs> to. But I have a lot of, like, feminine rage. Yeah. I think a lot of women do. And I think that's what's coming out when we're, like, we're so fucking tired of men. Like, of what men are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think the way that a lot of my feminine rage, like, comes up when a man mm-hmm. is funny, I'm like, you are already the center of attention in most rooms that you mm. walk into. You already... You don't need this. Mm-mm. You receive the benefit of the doubt. You are heard every time you sp- speak, most of the time. Mm-hmm. This is an overarching statement, like, you know. But Statistically. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, you will always have that more than I will. Yeah. If you are a man, like, you will always have that more than I will. And always have, because, like, I've been, like, working, like, since I was very young. Mm-hmm. And I was usually smarter and more qualified than a lot of the men around me. And I had to scream over them to get mm-hmm. heard, you know? So, like, I get so annoyed when, one, a man is trying to clearly wants me to think he's funny. It's like... Oh, that's actually disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And two, it's like, you you already have all of the things. People are listening to you. People yeah. think you're, you know, probably nice and attractive by you just doing the bare minimum, which it seems like you've run into in the past. You're like, this guy's yes. kind of funny. He must be nice and attractive, too. It's like... And then no. No, it's not. Like, yeah. I don't buy it. So I'm very... It yeah. annoys me. No, I totally get that. I agree that men should not think they're funny. <laughs> Like, 
Yeah, something about like, <laughs> hmm, I should talk more. Right. And I guess it is this in like, I don't know, achieving more confidence in the past few years and just like going to therapy and doing a lot of work and just feeling generally pretty Better. good about myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I usually, this sounds so arrogant, but I can feel pretty conf- confident about walking into a room and knowing I can be the funny one. Yeah. Like, I know, like, okay, if I'm at a party, at least I'm going to be funny. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe I don't look like these certain Instagram girlies and everything, but I know I'm going to make jokes faster than those other people. And that's always been, like, uh, and especially as I've gotten older, felt like my kind of, like, my superpower. Like, I'm like, okay, I can talk to anyone. I can do this thing. And I... Whenever a man sees that and actually sees me being funny and mm-hmm. doesn't see me as just being, like, annoying and, like, a girl who maybe talks so much, like, that is, that just is, like, everything, mm. you know? Who, and like, with, recognizes who that. Who recognizes that and is, like, oh, and can can bounce off of me and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, that's, whenever I do find myself, like, actually just getting kind of weak in the knees, I'm like, oh, Lord, we're... <laughs> We're going to banter. That's nice. Yeah. And I see, I can definitely see like you seeing Jason Segel and all of his roles and mm-hmm. his essence. And it sounds like, you know, he's super famous. He's mm-hmm. very successful. And his passion project is the Muppets movie. Yes. You know, I can see you being like, okay, so like you're going to recognize this in me too. Like mm-hmm. there's a connection there. Do you think that like in the past it's been like you've run into situations where that wasn't true like you dated a comedian or somebody Mm -hmm. who like also loved comedy and like you expected to be able to connect with them over that but like instead they just like didn't really yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) a couple of times um yeah just one that comes to mind of like someone feeling I think kind of jealous of me Mm, in a sense and like um not that I have, like, this amazing comedy career or anything. But you're trained. You do the circuit. Thanks. Like, yeah. And I just, like, I feel a level of peace, I guess, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel this, like, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm chasing anything. And it's just mm-hmm. this thing that I really love and I do. Do. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, this person that I dated two different times <laughs> um, just, like, really that before we actually got together and we're just like kind of friends like that was the thing that I think attracted him to me is Mm -hmm. like oh we have this in common we can talk about all these like offbeat comedians we both really like and then once we were actually seeing each other almost became this thing that like he resented Mm. yeah and guess what not that funny (laughs) you know like like there's such a trope of like comedy boys and Mm -hmm. boys who their whole personality is really liking this one thing. And um, I guess whenever it affects them or whenever they can see themselves in any white comedian and then whenever, I don't know, seeing a girl who's pretty passionate about it and has her own way of doing it and things, like I think it kind of pissed him off, honestly. Mm. Um, Yeah, and just this was a person who I think I did. I projected all this like, oh, he's funny, so he must also be nice. And he must also, because mm. in my head, that's, like, That's funny. what you like, associate with comedy. Yeah, like, I I don't think of, like, <laughs> I could care less about Jerry Seinfeld and stuff. Like, yeah. to me, comedy has always just been this, like, really beautiful, happy thing. Like, 
I'm not into the tortured comedian trope. Like, uh -uh. I think comedy is good because it's happy and right. and it's how people process tragedies. And um, mm -hmm. like one of my favorite comedians is Patton Oswalt, who I would say is like a pretty positive example of comedy, yeah. where he takes really tragic things and talks about them, but he's not. I don't know. He's he's just the opposite of a loser. Like that's mm -hmm. just the only way I can think of it. Like what a cool thing to do and what an awesome thing to do to like laugh about these tough things without being so self-deprecating and so yeah. like make fun of yourself but still have this kind of, I don't know. There's no pride, there's no ego to it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's really hard to find. Like if you love comedy for these very like pure reasons that mm -hmm. I'm hearing from you and then like, I think that like, I'm, sh I'm sure that there are women who are attracted to comedy for, you know, the pride mm -hmm. and ego opportunities. I see it less. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think there's a very specific, like, unhealed wound in a guy that mm -hmm. will see the opportunity at comedy, which so many do. <sighs> yes. And they're like, this is this is a playground for mm -hmm. me to play out, like, my sort of masculine yes. needs to be the center of the room. Yes. And I think then seeing a, a woman mm -hmm. getting these things that they want, I think it can really manifest itself in a lot of like sexism that you wouldn't expect mm -hmm. from someone like right at the surface. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. The amount of times I've been on a first date and we're talking about ourselves and yeah. I say I do comedy, the amount of times, the I would say the accuracy, is uh, the batting rate is like, uh, 85% of men immediately saying, everyone tells me I should do stand-up. Like, ah! it's just, <laughs> it's just insane. That is so frustrating to me because it's like, I, you know, I do think a lot of, like, performing arts and, and just being an, a working artist, like, mm -hmm. you know, so you have to work for it so hard in this city mm -hmm. and in, in every city, I'm sure. Like, you know, you have to put in effort. You have to put in hours outside of the job, you know, that maybe pays your bills or, you know, and you, you go, you write these shows, you go to the open mic nights. Like, mm -hmm. it takes so much work. And then, like, even to get to the point where you're like, yeah, I am a comedian. I have done shows. I mm -hmm. write this stuff. Like, I I work in this industry. That alone takes so much. And then for a guy you're on a first date with to be like, everybody says I should do this. Literally, shut <laughs> up, go die. <laughs> like, I could not be less interested in... Your comedy. Yeah, I could not. I could not. But the... I have, like, been with people who, when I say I do comedy, are just like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. I love comedy. What do you, like, that mm -hmm. is so much more attractive to me. It's the, it's the yo babe attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yo, babe, that's sick. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I just, I just, it's hot when people are excited about things mm. just because they're excited. Yeah. Not because they want it to be be about them and right yeah I'm also seeing this like pattern in these conversations I'm having mm -hmm. I also just I do really find it very interesting I'm sure a lot of this podcast could be summed up as like trying to dissect what the female gaze is mm -hmm. I think that like so much of what attracts women to men there's like two things one is like you're seeing qualities that you exhibit that make you a big part of like who you are as a woman mm -hmm. which is like you you love this like positive thing and I think it's like easier to access something with sort of less like sort of like I think the way men access comedy is very like forward it's a mm -hmm. it has an aggression you know and like you access it from like oh it's like healing it's beautiful it's positive mm -hmm. it's you know 
and like you sort of access it from this different perspective and you're like if i see that sort of feminine perspective mm-hmm. in a man that is so high <laughs> because like nobody ever sees that in me and nobody yeah. values this perspective in this industry that is very male dominated like and then i think there's another side to like the female gaze that is like men using their male perspective to like hold space for you. Mm-hmm. So like I talked to somebody about um, like the role of violence mm-hmm. in like romance and fantasies because it's something that gets criticized a lot. Yeah, It's like she was like the role of violence in my fantasies is not that like I find violence hot. Mm-hmm. She's like it's that I see a man like enacting out my feminine rage in a way that I am never allowed to. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm never ever going to be able to, yeah. like, hit a guy who's harassed me. I'm never ever able going to, like, that's never going to be possible for uh-huh. me. So, like, the idea that, like, he is carrying that out for me is, like, really sexual yeah. to me. Oh, my God. That's, like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, a light bulb just went off. Yeah, yeah, so, like, it's really interesting to dissect, especially in the world of comedy, like... It's it's there's a lot of icky stuff under the surface in yeah. the world of comedy that I just don't think gets talked about enough. It seems like things are changing. There are more. Yeah, it's just like you have to like choose to at a certain point what you do and don't accept. Mm-hmm. Like I used to watch comedians that maybe didn't inside it didn't feel good. I used to date people that it definitely inside. didn't feel good yeah. inside, and. Um, there just does come a point where, like, <laughs> my therapist uses an analogy of, like, okay, what are red flags for you? And yeah. it's like, oh, if someone's mean to a waiter, if someone mm-hmm. yells at their mom on the phone or something like that, that yeah. I would be so turned off. I And it's like, okay, what if they talked that way to you? What if they spoke to you like they sp- yeah. spoke rudely to a waiter? Um, and it's just, like, I'm now in a place where, like, I just will not choose someone who is anything less than nice to waiters and myself. And if that makes sense, just, like, I am not, I'm in a place where if I'm at an open mic and it's all men, I'm going to walk out. Like, it's just, it's not worth my time anymore. And, um, yeah, and I know that maybe within the comedy realm, there, um, there's a lot of spaces I feel safe with, like, women and queer people, but... Um, there's much fewer like straight dudes that I feel safe around and so when I am I don't know it's just it's so special whenever you do find Mm -hmm. those safe spaces whether it's with a romantic person or a friend or collaborator and um yeah does that make sense like it does and I'm (laughs) I'm just over uh, sticking out situations that I know are just like not good. <laughs> not good. You're not going to make yeah. you feel good. And mm-hmm. that just, I what makes me sad, though, is that, like, you have this really, like, generous and, and bright perspective on comedy, which should be the standard. <laughs> like, comedy is just... It's supposed to be funny. Yeah. It's just there to make people laugh yeah. and make your time on Earth feel good. And it, mm-hmm. like, is so sad to me that you're telling me all of these experiences you've had, like, dating people who comedy is their life and being in the industry of comedy that are so like dark and like people are doing bad things and being mean and like using this as a playground to like Mm -hmm. you know play out their sort of aggressions and unhappinesses and insecurities it's like go home yeah go home go to bed (laughs) 
<laughs> and like, I think the reason why I just kind of like stopped even thinking about dating comedians until my mind has changed, which it's yet to until be. Until Jason but Siegel. It, until Jason Siegel is knocking on. The, he's recently single, but yeah. oh. um, <laughs> um, but um, whenever someone has a similar interest, like if someone's also really into comedy, mm-hmm. that should just like it's just so simple. It's like that should be good. Yeah, it should be a plus for us if we have the similar interest instead of um, the day I meet like a single male comedian who like likes to see me succeed or feel confident mm-hmm. yet to see it I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah I just I haven't seen that yet and mm-hmm. um yeah it's just hot whenever you like things and whenever you like seeing women succeed and be funny yeah. and stand in front of a room and be themselves and um yeah the brooklyn comedy pool is slim (laughs) yeah it seems like the jason siegel fantasy you have is like really a healed fantasy it's really this like coming from this place of you know uh, did you at once find sort of the toxic comedians that you're talking about oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah specifically in real life like people i would see in my ucb 101 class Ah. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) um yeah, and so it is this kind of like, oh, well, one day someone is going to really like the Muppets or really like mm-hmm. reruns of Veep or really yeah. like that and is not also going to be like, a and that's just person. It. You know, it's yeah. like they're not going to also be a bully and be. Yeah, it's a bully. It's a it's a it's an opportunity for people to bring out the bully side of them yeah. in comedy a lot of times, it's which like, sucks. I like all those things, and I'm a sweet, nice girl, mm-hmm. so you have to yeah. rise to the occasion. Yeah. Um, I think that it's, it's so, again, so interesting to me that there is such an opportunity for toxicity in something that is only supposed to make people feel good and laugh, mm-hmm. but there's so much toxicity in the comedy world, almost all being wrought by men. Like, yeah. you know, I... I, I, love, I love comedy, too. I love mm-hmm. watching shows and stuff. And I stopped watching a lot of comedians because it's, like, I do think to a certain extent, like, one, some of them were assaulters. Right. <laughs> so I was like, no more. I'm like, turn that off. <laughs> turn that off. Um, and, and that, you know, there's even, you know, people that are just making jokes that people are saying, like, this doesn't make me feel good. This doesn't make your audience feel yeah. good. And it's like, what, you're going to censor comedians now? It's like, no, but to a certain extent, you are a service, a servant to the public. Like, yes. And I am so tired of that dialogue of, like, you can't joke about anything. It's like, yes, you can. You're just not funny. <laughs> like, you can literally make a joke about any topic on the planet. I don't care. But you just have to actually be funny. And then they're covering that up as, like, uh, Dave Chappelle can't say anything anymore. It's like, no, he just didn't tell a joke well and was actually just kind of mean and offensive instead of like actually punching up and um having something that other people could laugh at too and not just people on his level like yeah and it's yeah it's just like it's so easy to be nice it Mm -hmm. is so easy it's in fact a lot more effort to not be nice and yeah um yeah and so many people could be so much hotter if they were just a little nicer a little nicer yeah do you think that so I guess the, a question I ask a lot of people is, mm-hmm. like, how do you define toxic? And I mm-hmm. leave that very open. Like, how would you define it in, like, relating, real-life relating, and also, like, in desire and, like, what you want? Because this desire that you have is not toxic, but it came from a place of when your desire was once a little toxic, mm-hmm. you know, to yourself. So I guess, how, like, what's your perspective on that? I think... 
for me, like, whatever I am pursuing romantically usually is, tends to be a reflection of what I'm feeling mm. on the inside. <laughs> and whenever I have definitely been in bad places and not feeling good about myself, not liking myself very much, I'm pursuing someone who kind of agrees with that. Mm. And I want someone to agree with where I'm currently at. And yeah, it, I suck so much pleasure from like getting, winning over someone who maybe mm. for years, multiple people <laughs> trying to <laughs> prove someone wrong. Like, mm. no, you're wrong. I am worth your time. I am. Right. And that was definitely the most like toxic relationships I've been in when yeah. I really felt like I had to constantly prove them that I was worth yeah. them being nice to me and being paying attention to me and um, prove I'm not annoying. See, I, look how quiet <laughs> yeah. I can be. Um, and yeah, so that's definitely like I look back on those situations that I got myself in. I'm like, wow, that was literally what I thought I deserved at the time mm. was just this like mediocre mean mean yeah guy in bed who you know and he can stay there now he can stay there move back <laughs> home like I don't <laughs> um and so yeah I'm now I, I I am single but I'm like content content and like my threshold is uh low low <laughs> yeah <laughs> I yeah. feel very comfortable leaving a first date if I'm not having a good time now. That's great. Yeah. That's honestly something I feel like is pretty hard to achieve. Oh yeah. I went on a date with a guy a few weeks ago and I had one and a half beers. He asked me two questions in an hour and I said, I have to go to work. <laughs> and that's just, that's growth. <laughs> that's a phenomenon I have talked to so many women about is being on a first date with a guy and he asks you no questions. It's. So, First of all, awkward. Mm -hmm. Okay, embarrassing for you. <laughs> like manners. Yeah, just ask. Where are your manners? Just I'm ask. not Jimmy Fallon. Ask me some questions. Yes. In fact, you can ask the same one I just asked you because yeah. I'm so good at asking right. questions. <laughs> I'm such a good first date. Like, <laughs> that's 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 a bummer that you experience <laughs> so much like really negative experiences in this world of like comedy and trying to relate you know, romantically in comedy. But also I do think that, like, that's played out really well for you. Yeah. And uh, I've seen that conclusion a lot for p women who've been able, mm -hmm. who've been willing to talk to me about, like, what they want. It's like, I'd be interested to talk to a younger woman because uh, <laughs> I've been mostly <laughs> talking to women my age or older. Uh, but, you know, it's like you, you go through these experiences mm -hmm. and you look back at them and you're like, why did I do that? Why did I let right. people treat me badly? But of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> but of course I had to. Why did I pursue people who treated me badly? Why did I want people who treated me badly? And I think sometimes there's a lot of like shame around it. Like yeah. I talk to a lot of women and they're like, I, I was just, I was such a, I was so desperate. Why was I such a loser? And I'm like, but like that place got you to here. Like, I literally had my heart devastated this past, like, <laughs> January, yeah. and I don't think I would have gotten the job that I currently have if it wasn't for that. Uh, yeah, you're you like, know? I'm done. I was like, I'll show him. <laughs> <laughs> Got my LinkedIn premium membership the next day. <laughs> but exactly, it takes, I love proving people wrong. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a Virgo, like, I gotta be right, and... 
I totally agree. Like, I think if I didn't spend so much time with all these assholes, like, first of all, have a lot less things to joke about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I have such different standards for myself now, and I had to have a reference point, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I genuinely believe we are all doing our best with what we've got. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thesis of the show. It's like, you know, the... I don't know if you're a Twilight fan, but (laughs) (laughs) I love that line that Charlie says in New Mm -hmm. Moon. I relate to, I relate to that breakup. I know Bella is a child when she's going through that breakup, but like, 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 you have to do it yourself. He says, sometimes you have to learn to love what's good for you because Mm -hmm. Edward has left. He says he's never coming back. And he has very good reasons to leave and not come back. And, uh, you know, Jacob is there and she does love him. And, mm-hmm. like, the, it's a different kind of love. And he's very good to her. And, like, she just won't move on. Mm-hmm. And Charlie is like, sometimes you have to learn to love what's good for you. Like, sometimes you just have to decide to, like, put your energy somewhere else. Exactly. But I do think that you don't learn how to do that unless you also try what's bad for you first. <sighs> Yeah. And that's um that's how we how I started this podcast. <laughs> um but thank you. This is your LinkedIn premium. <laughs> yeah, this is my LinkedIn premium. I well, yeah. What's funny is that like I feel like who I am now is really a big a big result of going through like this really horrible mm-hmm. horrible breakup that I went through a a, a while ago yeah. now, maybe like a year. Um And I just was, like, I was finding myself so much in that relationship. Like, I was a bit younger than the person I was with. And Mm -hmm. every day I was going through change. Like, every day I was, like, trying to figure out who I was and heal and, and, you know, what I wanted to do with my life and what mattered to me. And, Mm -hmm. like, every single day I was, like, changing and trying to figure out those things. And I felt like I was just constantly using this person as a mirror to help Mm -hmm. figure those things out yeah and it's like yeah and that's it's a really I mean it's a tough position to put another person in you know but it's also like it's hard to really figure those things out unless like it really all comes crashing down because like then that person removes themselves from your life Mm -hmm. and you're like oh my god like that all of those decisions I was making about who I was and, and, like, what I wanted out of life was really being formed around, like, somebody else's opinions. Yeah. And, like, you really do play out these things. Oh, my God, yeah. In dating guys when you're younger and you're growing and you're trying to figure out who you are as a woman, like, that came crashing down. Victoria, <laughs> I listened to a six-episode podcast about Fish, the band, <laughs> for a man who wanted to be a comedian. <laughs> you deserve compensation. <laughs> Fish the man. And I pretended I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. But I get it. Yeah. Like, Like you really are like, you know, you're like, who am I? I'll try fish. Because (laughs) Um, I love jam bands. (laughs) (laughs) Because this guy is there and he sees so much of himself through fish. Um, and so you try it and you try Maybe you'll things. like me if I like yeah. this. <laughs> and, you know, he he likes the attention and then mm-hmm. you get this positive feedback. So, like, you're bouncing all the stuff off this person. You're listening to six hours of fish. It was so much more than six hours. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, then they, you know, either do something horrible to you uh-huh. or it ends. And you, you look up and you're like... 
fuck, now I have to a- a- ask all these questions again, but mm-hmm. for myself this time. Yeah. And uh, that sucks, but, like, it really, like you said, like, it pushes you. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, well, I'll show them, but then it doesn't even become about them anymore. Yeah, it's like I don't think about. No, you don't think about that guy, that, guy? that yeah. comedian guy. You're like, I'm happy. I have a, a well-paying job, and I have a co- comedy group, and and friends, and friends, <laughs> and you know, I don't listen to fish at all. No, not even a little. <laughs> wow, you not only for the fish thing, but for a lot of your experiences, I I think somebody deserves to give you money. Yeah. yeah. I should send an invoice. <laughs> you should invoice him for all of those hours. They all still follow me on Instagram, too. That's so funny. Yeah. Wow. So I can I can get in contact. Yeah, you can DM <laughs> them be like, hi, I'm sending Just send you. Just send a Venmo request, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much thank for you. going on that little journey with me. Oh, my God, this was so fun. Yay. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Charlie Swan's Toxic Turn-Ons. Tune in next week to listen to a friend and I talk about Colleen Hoover's massive bestseller, It Ends With Us, and the emotional reality of abusive relationships. For extended show notes that include reading, watching, and listening recommendations, as well as a related journal prompt, subscribe to my Substack below.